to another episode of Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dave Melton, the site manager at Second City Hockey. You can find me on Twitter at DML57, and we've got some actual regular season Blackhawks hockey to talk about. So without waiting anymore, I'm going to bring in all my usual line mates who have assembled this evening to talk all about it. Uh, up first, the analytics darling of Second City Hockey you can find on Twitter at Jehovah's Witness. No doubt their ears still ringing from the music festival they were at last weekend. It's Shepard Price. Hi. Uh, yeah. Uh, if if my voice starts to go, it's because I was screaming. Uh, literally every song Paramore performed um, because every, they're okay. perfect. How well, they, in their hour long set, I knew every song. So. How many miles from the stage were you? Because I feel like Austin City Limits is not a small festival. Okay, I wasn't as close as I was for Spoon, but I was. I got pretty close. I was able to see. Like I was actually able to make out Haley on the stage. Ah, that's good. And if you know Paramore, you know that Haley's a small woman. She's she's not large, no, but uh, she, no. she but she is uh, an intense stage performer. Yes, and the the the, the fire red hair. <laughs> Very. Oh, she she's well. back to the red hair. Good, good she's her. back to the red hair. All right. Well, that's 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 the uh, the the music festival reporting for this week because I I had the last few weeks. So thank you, Schaefer, for picking up the uh, take carrying the torch in that tradition. I guess. I don't no know problem. where I'm going with that. Look, I'm just going to stop talking to keep moving along. Uh, right. Next, uh, on Twitter at Mill182, he is the second city hockey. What Patrick Kinlan is to drug church, it's Mill Savage. You know, I saw I a dude with a sweet. I, got, oh, you, I saw a dude with a sweet drug church shirt at Bee Kitchen. I was at Bee Kitchen last week to see Webbed Wing. So that's cool. I have a giant I, Modelo, by the way, right now. Uh, also, an excellent choice. I just I've I've been listening to them a lot because I saw them at uh furnace fest a couple weeks ago and like reminded like they were they're they're i like their stuff like they don't it's weird that you were at furnace fest and i wasn't because i i feel like those are like primarily bands that i really like you know what i mean yeah it's definitely more of like uh a lot of the stuff is mainly like heavier than most music i listen to is a lot more hardcore stuff but uh there was some non-hardcore stuff there that i was mostly there to see like there were some post-hardcore bands one in particular that i was there to see so it was a good time yeah, I wonder who that could be. I, I don't know. Never heard of them. Great fucking band. <laughs> Great fucking band. Uh, thanks, Jay. Appreciate the pity. I, 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 I'm sure. I'm sure it's not one more than twice. Ah, not once, not twice, but as Monty Burns so famously <laughs> said, "I'm slapping my knee over here." <laughs> also with us this evening, she's not on Twitter, but you can find her at SecondCityHockey.com under the name LBR, where she is the Second City Hockey Bull and Wall of Text. It's Betsy. I haven't been to see anything live music wise in a hot minute, so I can't contribute to. I really, really want to go see live music. There just hasn't been anything worth it to come through the Atlanta area for like money. Really? Because I yeah. feel like Atlanta's a pretty major American city and that most tours would roll through that city. They do. It's just like, what do you want to pay for? You know? Right. Like, like, and there's I've, a. 
That, I think there's a very specific artist that's very important to you and me who hasn't <laughs> toured in five years. It's speaking true. of speaking of that, I'm gonna. How much do you guys think I'm gonna pay to go see Blink? Uh, do you have like three hundred dollars ready? Because that's what you're gonna have to pay. I'm gonna go to three of them. So okay, well, it's gonna be rough. <laughs> well, I I was gonna go to. Um, Music Midtown, but it got canceled. And Paramore comes on the 15th here, um, but I didn't get tickets. And I don't, the secondary market sucks, <laughs> honestly. Oh, yeah. I'll see, when, when we get closer, I'll see if they start to get cheaper and maybe I'll go. I'm one of those people that doesn't, I have to be close enough to see. I have friends that are like, I just want to be there. And I'm like, I'm not paying a lot of money to not be able to like, see facial expression <laughs> right no i see i i uh i'm similar to you like i don't need to be like at the rail uh because usually a lot of be- like there's gonna be a giant pit behind the people in the very front and i don't need to be anywhere near that because i'm old now but uh i also like i cannot if it's a band i'm really really into i have a really hard time watching them from too far away and it's mainly because i need to be up close enough to where the people near me are just as into the band as i am and those people are always the ones up close. Yeah. So it's yep. just, it, it, le- it adds to the overall experience. Like if I, I remember one, I don't remember the band, but I had one show where these two assholes talked during the entire headliner. And I, to like, I couldn't hear the band. I could only hear these two people talking and it ruined my whole night. So, uh, so that's a lesson learned there. I, I have to be up at least close enough to I, some like-minded individuals. So I think that's what, yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know where how early you're gonna have to get to these shows, Betsy, because Atlanta, I imagine, similar to Chicago, has some larger venues, but uh, maybe they got some small ones too. You can find. Uh, mm, I mean, in the city, there's really only well, there's <laughs> Phipps, uh, which is what what the fuck State Farm now. Um, is that the basketball Atlanta Hawk Stadium? Yeah, it's where the Thrashers used to play too. And, and, ah. and then there's BMW. BMW. What the Mer- fuck? Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yeah, Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be there in a month to watch uh, watch the Bears lose to the Falcons. Um, maybe the the Bears could win that game. Yeah, yeah. Really? they're so right. Was, they're like right next to each. They're like pretty close to each other. And then there's a smaller venue called Masquerade. If you're going to see something like cooler. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> So like, like wait, cooler, cooler than a band or cooler than a Bears game? <laughs> cooler than a Bears game. But like yeah, something that's a little bar. bit more intimate, more indie or smaller. Um, but otherwise, you have to go out to like the amphitheaters that are outside the perimeter. And I don't really want to do that. <laughs> I'm outside the perimeter right now. But if I was like, I don't want to go anywhere else outside the perimeter. Um, <clears throat> the perimeter is Atlanta has a highway that goes around it. Um, so anything inside of it is inside the perimeter and outside. You guys are learning everything about the geography. I can't, I can't <laughs> wait. I'm, I'm gonna you're you're going to be my Atlanta correspondent when we when I go down there for this game. I need to you need to inform me of all these things. So so well don't like expect there's a lot of clubs in Atlanta. There are, but don't expect like you to be able to take the to take Marta. Because in like Chicago you can take the train everywhere. Marta is not great. Um as the public trance, it will go down to Mercedes-Benz and Phipps, though. There's a station right in there. So depending on if you are on that line, you could go mm. straight to and from. But where uh-huh. we could talk about this more. But it depends on where you're staying, if you could just use that. But you can't go, like, out. <laughs> it only really goes in a couple of directions and uh, not around. And, yeah. Where's uh, the masquerade at? So 
the masquerade is in they just I hope it still plays music because I just went by there, but they're because they're redoing that whole area. It used to be all like gravel and and um uh it's off North Ave. It used to be bright purple and you used to yeah. you used to have bacon fest there. Yeah, no, we still what? have shows. I, my what? friend's band's there in December. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, I, it's I, silver I, now, I wanna say when I passed by by it. Um I think the goat farm's not far back and they sometimes have shows. Um, there is also the tabernacle that's like yeah, a, that's, the old church. Yeah, that's the Foo Fighters, the live, uh, when they did the pay-per-view, yeah. they did it the tabernacle. Are yeah. we just going to gloss over it? She just said bacon fest and we're just going <laughs> to let that sit there? Like, tell me more. No, it's, it's a festival about bacon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we yeah. Remind me when next time that comes up on the calendar, please message all of us and we will go because bacon. Yeah. A festival about bacon. No problem. No, the, the tabernacle uh, Foo Fighters show is on YouTube still, which is awesome. Uh, Dave Grohl like climbs up the balcony during yeah, stack very cool. to play it's the a, solo. It's an old church and it has, it's very, very cool. If you go up to the top though, you feel like you're going to fall over and like fall to your de- your deaths because it's so steep up there. And it's also really old, but uh, they also do tapings. I'm going to like the daily, a daily show taping in mm. at the end of October um I've, I've seen conan there when he tr- when he did like went around the country and did his stuff so yeah, and, and masquerade were, were cooler venues than the arena shows even if you did just more intimate and cool there, yeah, yeah well, i'm looking at I, the masquerade schedule and it's a bunch of bullshit i like so <laughs> <laughs> well i th- and i i think just uh, in general like that's the one benefit of being fans of genres out like if you're a fan of pop acts I, I mean, I, I don't have I don't want to begrudge anyone who listens to that music, but those often get played at bigger venues. So the nice thing about l- enjoying punk rock bands is you get to see smaller, smaller venues and you don't have to fight massive crowds. But, uh, oh, hey, uh, do uh, y- 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 you want to talk about some Blackhawks hockey, I guess? So, yeah. Speaking of places where they will not be massive crowds. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There's our segue. Thank you, Mel. Appreciate it. I was I was trying to find a way to make that left turn into Blackhawks hockey. But uh, wasn't landing. That's, a, that's our fucking rough left turn, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bump. It has not been paved for sure. Uh, nope. But hey, the Blackhawks played three games in the last week. Uh, they lost to the Avalanche. Shocker. Uh, they lost to the Golden Knights. Excuse me. They lost to Shea's Golden Knights. One nothing because that's right. Yeah, that's right. Congratulations, Shea. I hope you enjoyed that. That is your uh, team's participation trophy. And then one they, nothing. And then the Hawks destroyed the upstart San Jose Sharks Saturday night, five to two, surely uh, announcing their presence as a legitimate force in the <laughs> NHL. Let's <laughs> go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Shay, that's enough. That's a little over the top on the, on the sarcastic lap, but uh, just, just your early impressions of the 2022, 2023 <sighs> Chicago Blackhawks for real this time. They're so bad. They're so bad. <laughs> Just so bad. So well, bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, we they, didn't expect them to be good. No. Um, yeah. My my general thoughts are like they, they score more. Jonathan James. Jonathan James out of nowhere having a bounce back season. Jonathan Two goals does, so far. Jonathan Taves looks like a very good hockey player again. Right. He's trying to like, get the fuck out of here. We talk about trade <laughs> we talk about trade meter. He's already like lifted his. Yeah, you know, I I made the uh, I I updated the trade meter in a post today and made the joke about uh, just put Sam Lafferty as through the roof because he had the one really good game, which I'm sure we'll talk about more. I forgot to update Taves though; like he's 
Because the that, that value's on the way up. Yes, it is. And uh Kane is not. Well that I, I, yeah. He's, he's been kind of invisible. I well that that top line of well, and I use the word top very uh, it's more by default <laughs> than anything else, but that top <laughs> line of Domi Kane and Optimusiu does not appear to be clicking very well thus far. No. no. Almost like Ooh, none of the three players have ever played together before. Or no, it's they don't belong together. They don't. Go, yeah, feel free to elaborate. Yeah, okay. I thought so, that's why. Go ahead, Beth. Andres, because I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. Um, Andreas, nice to see you. Yeah, he is fast. He's Stahlberg. Okay, he huh. is. That's that's who he is. And well, then you need. He's fast. You have to toss in the butt then if you're going to get explain why he's Stahlberg. Oh, he's Stonehands. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it's, I mean, he's always had Stonehands. Um, last season, in a very small sample size, he shot at like over 15% um, and had 11 goals. Like, that's, I think he had one other season where he, he had scored. a 30 goal season in, in Detroit. And that's what I was just about to ask is how, if his hands are so made of stone, how did he have a 30 goal season? How does anybody have a like? There's lots of people that have those. Like, Rip uh, Hagel was on route to get 30 goals, you know, when he was with the Hawks, but we know he's not like a traditional 30 goal scorer. Um, okay. and Andre, like, he probably can score like 15 to 20 roughly if he shoots a lot, which he does generally, um, and gets in close, but he can't finish off a breakaway. Like it's it's crazy that it it works that way because he's so fast and so quick and knows how to get around defenders very well, but he can't finish at the end. He doesn't have the finesse in his hands to do that. Um, and when he does, it's a shocker. Oh, hey, I do have a stat for you on often to see you. Uh, he's actually tied for the league lead in the statistical category right now. Does anybody know what it is? Missed shots. <laughs> Penalty minutes because he got the ten minute misconduct. Oh. I think that was uh, Saturday night. He got one at like he he uh, got two and ten. So uh, according to Hockey Reference, the number twelve was in bold for penalty minutes, which means he's tied for the league lead. So there you go. <laughs> All I know is that you can't put the same way Stahlberg never worked with Patrick Kane. You can't put one of the best playmakers in the league with somebody who can't score. Well, two players that really can't score. I think wow. Max Domi probably could better um but i yeah i just i don't think that whole line works i would like them to shuffle them around put kurashev up there i mean throw fucking yes. tyler johnson up there i don't yeah like, johnson's it, having a weird season too i ty, tyler weird, johnson, weirdly good is that what yeah. you mean? yes <laughs> um yes. but he plays that that type of role like a lot of those those like kind of he kind of reminds me of versteeg in a lot of ways um except better defensively but like that will do the fetch and we'll get in close to the net and that kind of stuff um that kane work can work with but he can't work with guys that are way faster than him and that also can't can't shoot so so get him away that's all i want <laughs> get, no what about sorry no sorry, you're fine sorry. okay Mill, what about you, your early burning Blackhawks thoughts? Well, I think the cheeky one nil that the Golden Knights won tells us more about <laughs> them than it does the Hawks. Um, Peter Mrazek actually, uh, he, he was the goalie that played that game, right? No, Stalock. Oh, Stalock, rather. Stalock had like a good game. I'm afraid that Stalock's going to be too good this season. Eh, give it time. Well, well <laughs> no, I, I mean, it happens. We'll see. I don't know how many times he could do that. But I, I just... 
to me, it's like, well, that kind of just shows you the Hawks can't score very well. And, and it's not like they're playing against Leonard here. So nope. it's kind of one of those things where it's like, hey, you can get one or two and you could probably beat this team unless you're the San Jose Sharks, who are that bad. Yeah, I, I think that's the biggest thing I've learned from the first handful of games is that the San Jose Sharks might be real bad. But I like the one. The <laughs> they one look nice, that, though. Yeah, the jerseys look cool. So so there's that. Uh, at least look good if you can't play good. Um, mm. Like the one game the Hawks won out of these three, uh, they won because Sam Lafferty scored two shorthanded goals back to back and they scored four goals in the second period. Obviously, those are atypical moments and that feels like that's when the Blackhawks are going to win is when things out of the ordinary happen um because the ordinary things that are going to happen for this team are probably most likely that one nothing loss to Vegas I feel like that is going to be the painfully accurate representation for the majority of what we're going to see this season like the game against Colorado they kind of like they didn't get totally boat raced but Colorado is clearly better and that's going to happen when the Hawks play teams of that ilk there aren't that many teams of that ilk in the league. So I think there's going to be more often a lot of one to nothing, two to one losses. Like we saw Friday, well, Thursday against uh, Vegas. The the thing too, though, is like the Hawks are kind of slow and they're, it's not that they're totally undisciplined. They're just a bunch of guys. So like they keep taking shitty penalties, <laughs> like they're going to give up goals and lose games because of the special teams. Yeah, the, yeah. The, well, the penalty kill got absolutely torched by Colorado, which as it eh, does. Yeah, I mean, again, that's not that's not a thing that I'm gonna. No, but like the fact that Sam Lafferty had the opportunity to score two back to back shorthanded goals—that's mm-hmm. a problem. That's kind of fucking absurd. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but the power play's not the power play's scored what two goals now? I think. Sure. So. Like, like my the my main, one. my main thought of the power play is that Mackenzie Entwistle's on it, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that can't be good. Like, I'm sure Mackenzie Entwistle could be a, a solid third or fourth liner, but for God's sakes, if he's on your power play, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. a problem. <laughs> if you if you look at so there's been a lot of like this is like a kind of moral victory area of they play really hard, um, and I'll give them one else that in two of the games they have had the better at five on five, the better expected goal shares. And that was against Colorado, but that's mm-hmm. because Colorado doesn't have to score from in close. They have nope. the skills to score from mid and long distance, you know, have most of their the goals mid. came from the mid area, which is exactly where the, all the champion Chicago teams scored more from, you know, like they had skilled players to do it. The Blackhawks are shooting from way in closer. They don't have people who can finish. So that expected goals stat is a little wonky, especially, especially when you look at the actual shot attempt shares, which the highest percentage was 43. The other two were 38 and 40. Yeah. So there's, they're still getting woefully out possessed yeah. in these games. And it's not, I mean, like that, that's, that's such a hard thing to like, and that's going to happen because the Hawks just aren't as good as these other teams. So it's like, it's hard to draw. Like I, I expect that to happen more and more. And I don't really know what to make of it just because they're not as good. Well, well the right. Colorado's, I'm sorry. Sure, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was, no, go ahead. I was going to say the Colorado's like, kind of like Betsy said, that that's an anomaly. Like they're just not going to be able to compete against teams of that caliber. So those numbers don't really matter in the context of those games. Like, right. like what Betsy explained, like they're going to look better, but that 
doesn't take into account that the Hawks can't fucking score because <laughs> they don't have hands. And <laughs> Vegas is kind of, you know, we all know Vegas has that kind of problem too, that they, they can get in close, but they have some, some trouble scoring. Um, and they Came absolutely <laughs> demolished the, the Blackhawks in expected goals. So I think if a team is good at getting in close, the, the Blackhawks are going to get destroyed in that stat anyway. But the good teams, like the especially good teams, are not going to need to do that. They're just going to be like, fine, if you want to come in, I know you're not going to do shit. Essentially. Yeah, <laughs> Essentially. They're going to be like, go ahead, uh, Andres, get as close as you want. Yeah, all right, I'm going to head out. Yeah. yeah. You what were you going to say, <laughs> This is going to be a hard season to grade Luke Richardson on. Yeah. I said, coach, like the, the games that you should look at are the games like San Jose, I think. Like those bottom five to ten oh, teams oh, and well, how then, the Blackhawks. And we're soaring shit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the, the, the bottom five to ten teams. Because think about how untalented this roster is and especially how untalented this roster will be at after the uh, trade deadline. Yeah. That like this is this you can't you really can't grade Luke Richardson on this on on this team. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think the idea like um it, it's it's such a hard thing to get into like the intangibles and stuff like that about what a coach imparts on his players and whether or not they're playing hard for their coach or whatever. But I mean, it it does at least on it, it, from the surface it does look like they're playing hard so far. Uh, we'll see what happens when they get into January and February in this season that is not expected to be fun rolls along, but, uh, I, I don't have anything bad to say about Luke Richardson so far. Like I, I, I mean, even if we like right now, we're talking about the, the top line may not be the best, uh, assortment of players at the moment, as long as he doesn't try and crowbar that into the lineup every single night, he tries to make some adjustments. Like that's a sign. Yes. That he's, you know, he's not a, he's willing to make, make adjustments when things aren't working. He's not a complete stubborn person so yes and it's just little things like that like i really i don't know what we're gonna be able to judge luke richardson on until this team is actually is assembled to try and win games so well, the problem yes. with luke richardson is he's trying to cook hamburger helper without any ground beef <laughs> that's pretty much what this roster is like it's like he's hey make trying shitty... to make hamburger helper with tuna yeah he's, it's like hey uh this, this is make a shitty dinner but like we don't even have a, a substance of protein for you well they don't <laughs> call like, us they don't call us the best food themed hockey podcast on the internet for nothing mill that's <laughs> and true by they i mean we call ourselves that hey nobody's disputed it no absolutely yeah they don't even have they don't even have tempeh like they there is no source of protein here yeah yeah they're like here eat salt <laughs> god yeah it's like thanks <laughs> It's about as enjoyable as salt would be. As yeah. far as a salt-based meal goes, though, I mean, they have not been I, – I, the, the Colorado game wasn't great. Uh, the Vegas game, like I said, they were in it, and then they you know, they kind of ran away from San Jose. So I, I have not – As did I. Again, three-game sample. <laughs> it's, it's like there's nothing that – too early. It's there's nothing that's early. made me want to rip my eyeballs out, which is nice. Um, well, Colorado I – mean, no, I mean, but but like that game was kind of expected. Like you just okay. roll your eyes, like yeah, that that's gonna happen. Uh, like uh, and anyone, I, I feel like anybody who did not have that reaction came in with far too high of expectations. I mean, for what it's worth, Colorado should select most teams. Yeah, not all, but you know, a majority of their games, they're probably that they win oh. are probably going to be big wins. I feel like this 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 year we're going to be talking a lot more about other teams. Uh, most yes. mostly, mostly in terms of prospects, but also in terms of the NHL, Colorado lost a lot of talent 
over they, the yeah, they're, they're, uh, their depth is going to be a massive question this year. I mean, n- losing Nazem Kadri is really going to yes. hurt them for sure. Yeah, they the don't have a chance. He's two seat. Yeah. The, the problem is the central is not that great. I, 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 Minnesota, Colorado. Is that kind of the about to be zero and three? By the way, because Minnesota is good. Okay, okay. It's way too. It's way too early. It's way too early to be making judgments about teams. No, Uh, no, not for Minnesota, because because fuck them. Uh, I they they lost their first two. I think the Rangers are kicking their ass. Are they're losing to the Avalanche tonight? So they'll be zero and three. That'll be hilarious because. It just is because it's Minnesota and that always happens to them. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> but like if they have, they have talent. Minnesota is a good, Minnesota is going to be a good team. They were a possession monster last season. They're not, that's not going to change this year. Um, it's, it's, it's more about goaltending this year and it's good. That the Blackhawks cut ties with Mark Andre Fleury when they did. Um, Dang apparently man. clearly got a, got a second round pick for him. Got fucking blasted the other night. Uh, so like, yeah, the end end of like that's the end of the list in the central because like the blues are bluesing, um, and then uh, the Dallas Stars aren't really anything. And Nashville's the most hot and cold team of all time. Yeah, Nashville is all goaltending. If UC Soros isn't in Vesna contention this year, they're not going to go anywhere. Conversely, I, if he is, they might go undefeated. Yeah, I think the well, like I guess the one thing more relevant to the Blackhawks side of things. Uh, is to look at the bottom of the standings. Uh, the Sharks are already 0-4 because they went to Europe, lost twice to Nashville, and then came home and lost to the Hawks and someone else. Uh, Columbus is 0-3. I think I had them as like a low risk uh, in the threat to the Hawks getting into the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Uh, the Devils really? are 0-2. I, think, I thought, I, you know what, I think I initially typed them in and then deleted them. I just had them like, Somebody had them in their power rankings at like 28th or 29th, which I was surprised by. Uh, yeah, because they have all the offseason now. stuff. Although they have lost their first three games. So I guess we have to keep an eye on them for a bit. Hey, um, quick overreaction. I know it's early. It doesn't mean shit, but my Penguins pick is not looking too bad. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Hey, you want to know something hilarious? The Toronto Maple Leafs lost tonight to the Arizona Coyotes. Dude, they so, suck. Arizona or Toronto? Toronto, well, clearly <laughs> Arizona sucks, but Toronto blows right yeah. now. Yeah, um, so they lost that, to Montreal. Yeah, and Montreal beat your your Penguins tonight, so I guess that's not uh, such a good. Yeah, game. I know, but they are due. I mean, they they shellacked Tampa and I mean Arizona, but that doesn't mean shit. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, I, uh, that game ended in overtime, and it must have just ended because guess who scored the game winning goal in overtime? <sighs> Kirby Doc. Kirby Doc. There you go. So maybe just to, just to motherfuck us. <laughs> well, I think I saw a headline somewhere. I didn't read the story, but it, there was a suggestion that he and Sean Monahan have gotten uh, are off to a very good start together. Huh. So, so well, I'm that. happy for them and their yeah. blossoming friendship. And I, I hope they, chemistry. I hope that they continue winning because that'll pull I mean, Montreal out of the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. You want oh, to go around? This, go ahead. I was going to say if you wanted to go around to the other black former Blackhawks. Dylan Strom has two points in three games. He looks oh, good, two, too, on two, the two, ice. Two, two, two primary assists. Good for uh, him. Alex Dibriquette. <laughs> Do you guys want to? No, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> he only has one point, but in two games. Um, but he's looked goal. good. 
he's looked great. He was tearing it up during the preseason. Um, Ottawa looks good in general. Who else is a former um, Blackhawk that we care about? Ottawa. Oh, that we care about. That's a big asterisk. Ottawa going too. Those are the only three that we I can think of. Kubalik. Um, uh, League might be getting top line minutes because Bertuzzi's out in Detroit. So Kubalik might get another shot at the 30 goal season he uh, he had in Chicago. Well, no. hopefully, as far as guys I care about, I hope St. Louis sucks and they trade Sod somewhere else. <laughs> yes, please. Why is it? Yeah. Got Ed Gang. He hasn't played yet. So yeah, he's yeah. like, I think he died. <laughs> I think, did he get waived? I can't. No, I don't. I I think he made the. He, He's, mm, in he's in the Marlies. No, okay. he's in the Marlies. Oh, he's actually we he's, well. He's well. Toronto needs to call his ass up because they just lost to the fucking Coyotes. Dave, <laughs> yes, gonna, I was about to say that they lost four two to the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, yeah. Dave, yeah. we got to work on getting Adam Gaudet on the podcast. Yeah, well, uh, I'll uh, I'll work my uh, Toronto Marley contacts and see what happens. I'll just tweet him. He'll probably respond. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, trying to think if there's any other Blackhawks observations I had related to the team. Um, I only saw the third game in highlights. I watched the first two and it's just, I I think so far it's kind of what you expected. Uh, I'm a little, I I guess if I had one quibble with the, what they're doing so far this season, it would be that Jared Tenorti is getting 20 minutes a night. Look, look. If you want to tell so fucking too. bad, that is one way to tank. I will grant them that. But like, if if you're not going to play Alec Regula, get his ass down to the AHL. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Now? Like three games in a row, I just bitched about who is 25. Get him the fuck away from me. Well, they have three guys. Like, so Jack Johnson actually hasn't been that bad, which is we're grading on a curve here. Um, uh, because he's a nice guy. Well, hey, by the way, full he marks, actually hasn't really been that bad. Um, he shouldn't be playing that much, but full mark but, Jeff Johnson for crashing the Avs photo op in this Hawks jersey. I, I I appreciated that he did it. He absolutely should have been in that photo, and I'm glad he did. Sorry, Betsy, go on. I, I, I think one of the Avs the Avs players, somebody was like, "Come." They, they like, waved him over. Yeah. Waved, well, yeah. I think that that supports the good guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, the good guy assertion we keep throwing out for him that we hope well, is true. And then you've got so you've got those you've got Jack Johnson who he can play I, he's playing too much but whatever and you get the pylon and then you have <laughs> and then you have Caleb he's just ugh, why well, does Kay- he, why is he being so what he is I don't understand like, I I saw um, I don't know where it was but the that was like well Caleb Jones is coming off uh, he didn't play in the preseason because he had that shoulder injury. Yeah. So maybe he's knocking off the rust and my thought I was, was like, this why? is kind of who he is though. Yeah. Like, it, that would make more sense if the mistakes he's making weren't the exact same ones he made last year. Yeah. You know, turning the puck over at the blue line a lot, not having great gap control. Um, he's better at the blue, like protecting the blue line than some other players, but like, come on. Somebody in the comments said something and then they were like, you should go watch the game again. And I'm like, uh, no, because it was painful to watch the first time. <laughs> like, no. Um, I don't mind giving him more time. I would much rather give him more time than some of the other guys. And to be fair to him last year, he did much better when they sheltered him, when they or optimized him for, for offense, even though he's not really that offensive. But he can, when he's not facing high quality of competition, he's, just, he's usually decent. Um, 
ish. You know, like <laughs> I'm trying to be nice about this. I think he could be de- like a decent bottom pair guy, but you can't have him and the other two in the lineup and not want me to throw stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, to, to add to what Beth is saying, if you're in the comments dying on the hill about Caleb Jones, just stop. Yes. Yeah. He, he's <laughs> look, he probably is a nice kid, but he sucks. Yeah, he, but I, I mean, the Blackhawks need a tank commander, and he's doing the job admirably. <laughs> yeah, well, meanwhile, his brother might end up with the second or third most points on the entire fucking team, and he's a defenseman. Well, or you, they might run Seth Jones into the ground because he played like 27, 27, and 25 minutes or something like that. Like, he played – like, those oh, are God. those are Duncan Keith minutes in the playoffs. Like, stop. <laughs> yeah, he probably yeah. doesn't have an ounce of body fat on him. <laughs> Yeah, but you yeah. don't. You want a three-minute shift against Colorado because the Hawks couldn't get the damn puck out of their own end. Yeah, uh, and then no. and actually that was I, I think our our guy Phil kind of fucked up where like a, a a minute and a half or two minutes into that shift, Kershev got the puck to center and should have dumped it in to get the change and didn't, and then Jones had to stay out there. And then I think later on that period is when the Hawks were on the power play and Kane went to pass it back to Jones at the point. And Jones was standing in the neutral zone for some reason. And Kane's uh, the uh, on ice mic oh. on Kane yelling, what the fuck are you doing? Very loudly at Seth Jones, which I uh, like, I'm sure Kane has done that to probably every teammate he's ever had. It was just hilarious when it happened. He was being like Tom Brady. <laughs> where he's just yelling at his teammates. I Except mean, 10 years younger. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe more. And he should have been yelling. Yeah, no, totally, totally justified the yell at Jones, although I think he was still trying to catch his breath from the three-minute shift he had earlier in the period. That sounds like a team problem, to be honest. Well, no, there's going to be a lot of team problems. Um, but, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, so far, I guess, I, I guess the main thing I have to say about the Blackhawks so far is it has not been worse than expected. So I'm going to take – and the nice thing is that they had this three games in four stretch to start the season – uh, three games and four nights and they won the last one and now they have five days off and it's nice just to have that little like they won the last game so you get to feel like kind of good about things for five days so so that's kind of nice so i'm gonna enjoy it while i can and then the, the i wrote about this today but just like if, if there's one thing i can communicate to the people who are listening to this that are going to be watching a lot of blackhawks hockey like we all are unfortunately this season is you're gonna have to take the moments when you can get them because uh, the only thing, the only enjoyment you're going to get out of the season is when goofy weird shit happens, such as Sam Lafferty scoring two shorthanded goals in the same period when he had not scored a shorthanded goal in his entire career before that period. Hey, so, for what it's worth, they won a game three games in this year. Yeah, I mean, it's what was not, it last <clears throat> year? Nine games, ten? I yeah, eleven. It was right? they. They opened one nine and two. I can't remember when that one yeah, happened. Well, how many did they lose in a row? Nine. So. Yeah, nine. So yeah. The correct. They yeah. They started oh seven and two, yeah. and then they beat Ottawa. They didn't win a yeah. game until November. Yeah. See, yeah, we're we're already doing better. Yeah, they're yeah. already way better. We're already worst, doing better than last the season, and they're not trying but, to. Like, you know what? Theoretically, worse roster. I'm going to throw this not, out there not to you guys, shit, and, and you can all tell me what you think, but to grade Luke Richardson this year, it might be like compete against teams that have equal or lesser talent. If they compete in those games, then he's not a moron. Yeah, I think that's what Shea was saying, was like compare to – 
the bottom 10 to 15, you know, and five to 10, yeah. even, I don't know. And yeah. it's a great, it's a, it's a curve. <laughs> well, right, also, while also keeping the Blackhawks competitive in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, because if they're right. like eighth, I'm not happy. Look, I don't yeah. care if you had, you know, any of the top coaches ever. I'm, like, this ta- this roster is just not good. Mm. Oh, it's not. So it's very hard to judge. But I think that that was a good sign because we all know what happened last year against equal and lesser talent. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, I think uh, we'll, we'll have plenty more Blackhawks stuff to talk about as the season goes on. <coughs> Excuse me. Um and but I guess what we're gonna do right now, take a quick timeout. And I, I got some other there's been some other stories kind of circulating around the internet, uh in and outside of hockey, all under the same umbrella. We're gonna kind of dive into that topic a little bit. And uh then we got some food stuff to talk about because once again, we are the best food themed hockey podcast on the internet, as we keep telling ourselves. So come on back on the other side of this break for all of that. Welcome back to Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. As promised before the break, we have this kind of open-ended topic I wanted to dive into with the with the group here, because um, there's there's been a lot of stories lately related to uh, professional athletes and uh, the the care of their bodies and and whether or not they're being let down by the the teams in charge of them uh, for the sake of winning or profit or whatever uh, goal you want to slap it under the label of. Uh, I think this case really picked up steam with the uh, Tua Tagovailoa injury in the NFL. Probably said that name wrong. I apologize to all his family who are certainly listening to this. Um, it, it started with him when he had two concussions in five days and had a really ugly and scary looking injury the second time around. Um, it's also come up a lot with Jack Eichel and the uh, neck surgery that he got in uh, that he was able to get as a player with Vegas, but could not get in Buffalo because Buffalo's doctors didn't want him to have that procedure because no NHL player had ever had it before. And then consequently, Tyler Johnson of the Blackhawks had the surgery just a few months later uh, related. To, it was a uh, some sort of neck uh, surgery. And I should have uh, looked this. Go ahead. It's Chad. a spinal cord. It's a spinal cord fusion. There we um, go. That's what it was. Well, no, it's it's not it's not the fusion. The fusion is the thing that the Buffalo doctors wanted Eichel to get. They added an artificial disc yeah. okay. to Eichel's spine that Johnson also got. And now I believe there's also a third hockey player, but I forget which one. So I, I get, and then uh, the other uh, thing that made this come up in my mind was uh, in the Athletic today. There was a story about Kimo Timonen back in 2015 when he joined the Hawks for the Cup run. And how he he had been prescribed blood thinners because he was having issues with blood clots, which is why he did not play at all that season until he joined the Hawks. And he was taking blood thinners. Uh, and then, like, I like the article says that he went to 14 different doctors and they all told him, no way, you can't play. This is crazy. And then they found a 15th one at, like, Georgetown. So not like some, you know, some random dude on the side of the street. This is like a legitimate qualified doctor who said uh, and suggested like it was like when he took the blood thinners to like not take him on the day of the game but then take him immediately afterwards and see if that could be enough to allow him to play it, it's just it, it got me just thinking about this overall idea of like whether or not a player sh- should sacrifice their short-term health for the glory of playing professional sports and I, I i don't really know where i'm going with it but i just want to get 
uh, the panel's thoughts and we'll see where we go with this conversation because it's a topic I find more and more intriguing. And also, Mill uh, uh, shared something on Facebook that it was uh, Rodney Mullen, who's a skateboarder, for those of you who didn't grow up in the Tony Hawk pro skater era. Uh, Rodney Mullen was talking about just um, the long-term effects that he suffered as a skateboarder, but how great the short-term gains were, I think is a good way to paraphrase what he was saying. And so that, that like, he wouldn't sacrifice the way he feels now physically for the way the heights of skateboarding and everything he got to do made him feel when he was younger. So I, I'm just kind of just going to throw this over to Shane and see where it goes from here. Cause I, I, I'm not really sure what my point or if I even have a point. I just thought it was an interesting topic. So Shane, go right ahead. Yeah. I was on Eichel's side throughout that whole journey and now he's a golden med. So I'm certainly on his side. Uh-huh. Um, you're biased. That, like, uh, he, deserves to have the life after hockey that he wants to have. And he and his doctor believed the entire time that the best way forward for that life that he wanted to live after hockey was to get the artificial disc instead of fusion. Um, and, uh, that, that surgery isn't, it isn't like unknown outside of hockey. Like MMA fighters have had it. Um, regular people get it all the time. Um, it, it's, it's just, it's something that like hockey is a sport that's built different and it's, it's one of the most expensive sports to play in the world. Um, and so that sort of differentness is what I think owners threw owners off, but I don't think I'm not going to go on my capitalism rant. I could, but I'm not going <laughs> yeah. to. Well, I I, uh, think, I think you and I would end up in the same place if we went on yes. the rants. Here, but here, here's the question I would ask you, like. If we took like if we and it's it's hard to make this assumption because of the way these things work, but if we took like the financial gains out of it entirely, and let's like I, I just want to ask you this as you as a person, if you could take ten years off your at the end of your take ten years off the end of your life, or have like the last five or ten years of your life be full of pain and suffering and uh, just physical exhaustion from all the things you did to yourself, would you, would you take that for a 10 year, a year, a career as a professional athlete and we'll toss in a championship just for fun. Would do you think you would take that trade? No. Uh, I want to live to be the first person to, to hit 150 years old. Uh, and that one of the reasons I'm training to do marathons is because I want to be that the first person to hit 150 years old so and then just die in their sleep. Traeger. Yes. Um, I, so I want to live as long as possible and as well as possible those 150 years. Um, but I also, being a college, being a professional athlete is just not my dream. Yeah. Well, cause, cause I, I think that's, that's part of where it boils down to, cause I think there's, I think there's a lot of people who are pro athletes who would make that trade in a heartbeat. And I think that's, yeah. and that, that's and where, I, that's where the, and that's where it gets tricky because I think the majority of the walking public um, or just the majority of people in general would not take that trade, but there's also the majority of people who don't play professional sports. Uh, right, I don't want to hold this. The, Go ahead, Jay. Sorry. The, the the for the athletes who wouldn't make that trade, I think Jack Eichel is one of them. Don't yeah. force them to to make that. And, trade. Yeah, and that's the other thing is you could be a pro athlete and still not want to do that. That's also right. totally acceptable. Uh, uh, Betsy, what about you? What are your thoughts on all of this? And you could you could start just by answering the hypothetical I presented to Shay if you wanted. Uh, I, that's an impossible hypothetical because like Shay said, I, 
I'm not interested in being a professional athlete and my okay. mentality is nothing like that. So, but on the top of that, I, like, it depends on what you're talking, cause you're talking about two different cases here because Eichel's surgery has not only helped other professional athletes continue their careers in their profession, but it is significantly, cause there's like two, like two boxers and like a, there's a couple of, of other athletes that have like a ballerina that they said, not only did it help them continue, but it, it helped them after their career live more comfortably mm-hmm. that, that they felt like that they had less pain than some people that they know that got the alternative, um, which is the fusion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, but then you have Timonen's case, which is he could have died <laughs> like mid game. Like that's not a joke. Cause he had, yeah. um, like massive blood clot and he was doing thinner like blood thinners and i know that like um firefighters and such can in fact work on certain blood thinners um and uh, like professions that have that are as like more even more dangerous but it depends on the type of blood thinners so Mm. the fact that his doctor was being like take them on and off like that's a weird a weird thing but it also might mean that his type of blood thinners it was okay for you know like that's the type of thing that you could do um, but then you have other players like uh, Bergeron played with half his lung and d- disinflated. Um, yes. Uh, Marion Hosa had like he had something wrong with his spine where he couldn't feel one side of his body during mm-hmm. the two- was it 2013 or 2015. I, I, I don't remember the year, but I remember the discussion about this. Yeah. And these are those are all injuries that if if they had con- they played with them and they could have seriously injured them to the point where they could never play again. So you've got like, you've got two different conversations going here, but as long as they live, I think professional athletes will take that any day. Uh, Yeah. Uh, And it's why they do it. But on top of that, my main at the very end of it all is it's their body (laughs) with that Mm -hmm. type of thing. And it should be up to them. And the whole Eichel situation of like, where does the team step in? They were worried about it from a money perspective and I get that, but they wouldn't have had to pay for much of his contract. They would have um, insurance was going to pay for that. Yeah, well, I, I guess I guess they're looking at the money they would have lost from like jersey uh, ticket sales and jersey sales and all yeah, but stuff. like that's that would have happened with any injury that could have happened. That's a freak accident injury that comes in the business of sports. So that's their own. They took, they knew when they gave that contract, he could have at any time gotten a serious injury and been derailed. They just didn't like that. He wanted to take his own body autonomy in to effect for him. So yeah. I'm going to, I want to team mill up next with another story. That's somewhat in this uh, vein a story that he's probably going to be familiar with Um, just to kind of give you an idea of, what some of the pro athletes like their mentality and mind spaces can be in situations like this. Uh, Ryan Clark, who is now an, uh, a football analyst on ESPN played in the NFL for quite a while with mill Steelers and mill. I'm, I'm sure you, I, I imagine you remember this story. Denver. They, yeah. They played in Denver at mile high and the elevation caused a severe reaction with his sickle cell anemia to mm-hmm. that almost killed him. And then several years later, they had to go back to mile high to play in a very, I think it was a pretty big regular season game. And, and, uh, and they did regular season and playoff. He missed several games there. Yeah. 
and but it was like several years out of the road that they were going to go back and like Clark was perfectly healthy and had recovered and he was ready to go play again. And his coach is the one that that uh, Mike Tomlin said, you're not playing. And, yeah. wouldn't, and wouldn't let him go. And like, but that's like Ryan Clark was ready to do something that had almost killed him before. So um, just, well, just to give like an example of the, of like the athlete's perspective of this, because uh, none of us have that, unfortunately. But go ahead, Mel. Well, first, in that regard, yeah, I'm very familiar with that because I was very in tune with those situations as they ha- unfolded. Yeah, um, I'm a big Ryan Clark fan, by the way. He seems like a really good guy. So, so am I. He's, he's, a, he's a fun guy to watch. He's a good analyst. Yeah. I enjoy him. Um, but the thing is, you know, I mean, he was part of that 08, 09, like that, that Super Bowl team that they, the defense was on the cover of ESPN magazine, where it was like the starting 11. Like they were mm-hmm. like the best defense since the 70s for the franchise. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's obviously something that they wear with pride, just as any pro athlete would. That's a part of a historical, you know, they want to win championships. Um, and in Pittsburgh, when you're a Super Bowl champion, I mean, you're royalty. Mm-hmm. to those people so i get it um i was happy he didn't play even though it is it does suck to lose one of your best players for a big game because to me his life is much more important than football mm-hmm. as much as that that team is a part of my life it's still <laughs> you know you don't want anybody taking that chance um but i think you know like even on, and from my own, you know, very minute perspective, like I've had so many sports injuries and I've actually had injuries from playing music too, you know, um, okay. I have a really bad neck and shoulder issue that I've gone to like a bunch of doctors for. And that's just from repetitive guitar and playing shows and stuff. If you love something, you're not going to give it up. Yeah. yeah like, I, I'm, I'm, you know, because I, I, my right shoulder is forever sacrificed to high school football. So I, mm-hmm. I will have problems with it the rest of my life. And it's, it's just, it's, it's so it's, it's interesting when it gets to the professional level and like, obviously my shoulder's not going to kill me only figuratively, not literally, but if what well, guys have like, like Ryan Clark's sickle cell situation, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let me just say this. Like I was not a, I was a very average athlete. I love playing, but I'm just, you know, I was not going to be a pro. So for me, having knee injuries and hip flexors here and there and fucking all this stuff, it's like, I, it wasn't worth it for me. Mm-hmm. I love playing, but I wasn't competing at a level where, where it made a difference. But it, with the music thing, it's kind of different because it's more subjective. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I will put myself through that to, to do what I love. And I, I could see it being even more intensified by these athletes. I mean, Jack Eichel, until he got to the NHL, he had to be the best player in almost every game he played. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like his whole life. So that's kind of like a a hard thing to like understand somebody else's perspective of what their life is like. And he he probably doesn't care about the shit that the Sabres cared about, you know? Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like, if it's life threatening, I really think you need to take care of yourself and, and make the right, the, the decisions that are best for you and your family, et cetera. But I understand why guys go through the things they do, you know, I mean, they're passionate about their, what they do. They compete at a high level and, you know, look, Tave sat out a whole year. He still yeah. came back. He didn't have to. Yeah. 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 He could have hung up, hung up the skates after missing that whole year and nobody would have bet. And I mean, he would probably walk into hall of fame, but he, his legacy still wants to come back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so sorry for the rant, but I mean, like, I just, well, I think, we were all right to gear. 
it's just kind of one of those things where I understand uh, I can't put myself in somebody else's shoes exactly, but I understand why guys and girls and every people in general just want to compete at a high level. They want to keep going through it. No matter the injuries they had, they keep bouncing back. There's so many examples of it with athletes and some of it's been terrible, but like, like what they've had to go through. I, I, I just talked to a kid that's playing high school soccer uh, and coming up a broken back. Yeah. For high school I mean, soccer. Like it, like it's, I, I think just, it's crazy what athletes at any level to go through. And I think the higher you get, the more things that your body you have to endure physically. And sometimes just like mental well, hurdles you have to get by in a different regard. Like I, I remember covering a, a story where the a girl on the golf team was facing cancer and she was like, I got to get these treatments done. I want to go back and play golf. And I'm like, that's, I mean, you know, that's very admirable, but I'm like, you know, take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, we just want you to be okay. And, and, and it's like a crazy thing, but I also think that what you're passionate about drives you to do better and be better. So that's my yeah. two cents. There you go. All right. Well, I, I, uh, I hope that, uh, I, I enjoy that conversation. I don't, like I said, I don't know if we, my initial attention, like I said, I think I told you guys in the Slack, like, I don't even know if I have a point. I just find it an interesting topic. And, uh, as, uh, we were discussing earlier, it sure beats talking about the Blackhawks right now. So uh, we might we might have some weird random tangents like that throughout the course of the season. Hopefully, maybe some lighter ones than uh, than that topic. Um, but while we're on the subject of lighter topics, uh, we had some food things to discuss, and two things mainly. First off, uh, as we discussed at the very beginning, Shay was at Austin City Limits, the big music festival down in texas so wanted to hear some thoughts on the food that uh you had there shay because there was one uh, thing in particular that caught my caught my ear and my stomach as you mentioned it uh texas is i think for for the goods and bads of this state as a as a non-binary person living in this state there's some major goods and bads uh it's one of the best food states in the country i think just because of how the proximity to Mexico, so the Mexican Mexican food is insanely good, um, and also just like the, his, the the Hispanic heritage the state has, um, there's there's a reason two of its biggest cities are named San Antonio and El Paso. Um, See, yeah, and uh, so there's that, but also plenty of transplants from all over the country and also all over the world. Um, Still, there is a lot of good things that just sprang up over the his- over the history of Texas, and that includes chicken fried steak. Uh, the, at Austin City Limits, they had a chicken fried steak uh, poutine, which was fries, bits of chicken fried steak, and country gravy. Oh, um, oh boy! And it, it was like I I think the best things like. The, I think the best things I ate at ACL were all fries related because they have also had uh, these pulled pork barbecue fries oh, with like fr- pulled pork and all like the the, the fixings that would, would you would usually want on a pulled pork sandwich on top of fries. Um, and then also uh, Korean barbecue uh, kimchi fries. So like oh. really good Korean beef um, on top See, of I, fries. I just had dinner and I now I want to go have a second one. uh and like all of this is just like and then also one of the best empanadas i've ever eaten 
Um, that was just like this chicken that just fell apart, uh, as you ate it, not in your hand. So it was messy, but like just in, as you took a bite, like it's all just perfectly came apart as it should with an empanada. Like it was crispy, but it was also just, again, fall apart. Um, yeah, just like insanely good food at ACL. And that was like five out of the 15 stands they had there. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, most of the food I had at the music festivals I attended in September, or and there were two of them, uh, that make it sound like I went to 30. Uh, they It was mostly just like typical local flair, uh, fare, so uh, nothing out of the order to report. We talked extensively about my grits experience already, so we don't need to get into that. Um, I did have a deep-fried Snickers bar for the first time ever, and it was, it was pretty good. I, I, I wouldn't... Yeah. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't write home about it but i enjoyed it uh i think that was it though i, I usually at a festival i i end up at the billy goat tavern booth a lot at uh riot fest in chicago just because it's uh it's reliable and it's usually the quickest line at the festival because music festival food lines can take way too long um, yes so i don't yes, have they can. Uh, i i just uh everything you said sounded amazing uh i feel like i want to go to acl now just for the food yeah, well, I I think next year they're, they're going to have a really good concert, and hopefully, uh, I I as a Scott at heart, uh, hope still hoping the best for Tage Harding. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, they have a there, there's a Scottish delicacy called a fried Mars bar. Mars bars are Ooh. these UK. I'm sure you had them in, in yeah. the, when you were in the UK. Well, I think but, Mars bars exist here too, don't they? Not as Mars bars, unfortunately. I think they're closest to Milky Ways, except they're way better in UK just because European chocolate is so much better than American chocolate. Can confirm. The uh, European Kit Kats were phenomenal. Yeah, so like elevate a Snickers. Well, well, elevate a Milky Way and then fry that. And that's a fried Mars bar, and it's insanely oh. good. Okay. All right. Well, there was, there was uh, one other food item we wanted to get to, and uh, it was all over the internet's towards the end of last week and into the weekend. And I wanted to bring it to the group in here because it's uh, it's a bit of a gluttonous take and definitely an unhealthy one. Uh, it, it was just the idea of whether or not you could eat $28 worth of fast food in one sitting. Uh, Mill or Betsy, if either one of you wanted to chime in first, um, I, I, we've, uh, we've heard some Shay's uh, food experiences recently, so we'll, we'll swing the board over to you. Betsy, if, uh, what do you think? If you, if you had to go... My Go thing ahead. is what, okay. So fast food, we just, we were like, it has to have a drive-thru, but like the, I was looking through this. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> She's been it. making menus folks. Um, you can't do it unless you want to die. If you, if you do it from any of the traditional drive-thru ones, but um, you could get close with Shake Shack and Panera Um yeah, see, I think and those ha- those have drive-throughs in some locations, but Panera very much is a f- seems like a fast casual place. Shake Shack is like half and half. Um, I my in my hometown there is a Panera uh, drive-through, so I will back you up on Panera. I, yeah, I, there's there's one right by me that Panera with a drive-through. So yeah, I, I would you could totally that. get. Um, I can tell you. Hold on, let me tell you, May. <laughs> well, wait, I think Panera is kind of is almost. It's almost an easier one because their sandwiches. Yes, very, it's yeah, a yeah. Very their sandwiches are really place. expensive, and all you have to do is uh, get a sandwich and a soup, a drink and a dessert. And yeah, that's yeah. I, I feel yeah. like I'm not Easily gonna lie, I feel like that's I I I I would 
grant you that you are correct that you could do this, but I also think it is slightly outside of the spirit of what they were getting at because Panera is yes. almost too healthy. It's it's like it's what could you eat that would be a gluttonous, okay, wildly so, unhealthy amount so of food? Shake Shack is the Go other ahead. one that I did because you can get the because I did this, you can get the smoke shack, which is full of like it's um a beef cheeseburger with bacon, cherry peppers. Uh, it's on a potato bun um, mm. and cheese. And then you could get bacon fries. You could get any one of their shakes, honestly. Um, but the one that I would get was was the Chaco salted shake. Um, and then you get like a regular drink or whatever. And it'll come out to be with tax close to like $27. Um, and that's, all fattening and 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 the other part of this is can you eat all of that um i think so the thing is that uh when you go to shake shack i always get like a drink drink to to and then i let my shake just sit there for a little while and then when i'm eating all of the the burger part i'm gonna drink the regular drink which is usually maybe like a they have a grape punch there that's really good um and then you eat your shake but oftentimes you don't finish your shake there you will take your shake with you as you leave the place, you know, okay. like it's not, it's not always a stay there, but if you stay there and then uh, it just depends on what you're doing. And if you get it through the drive through, you know, it's all a part of the setting. It just depends on how long <laughs> your lunch is, but I think you could totally do it at Shake Shack. Yeah, I just don't think you could do it in any other <laughs> place unless you want to die. I like, I'm looking at like a white castle, just a sack of 10, uh, a sack of 10 cheese sliders is 1140. Yeah. And yeah. like, Jesus. I can barely eat those 10 anymore. I mean, when, I feel like this is something I would have been much more successful at uh, late teens, early 20s uh, than I am now. Partially because now I was, I, I, I can't do that to myself anymore. Do you guys have the co- uh, cookouts where you guys are? Have you been to a cookout? Like, I know the concept of a cookout. The, okay. So, a cookout restaurant, they, they have like, oh, trains. okay. I didn't realize that oh, was a restaurant. Okay. I'm like, I, I, no, I, it's, it's I hosted a, a cookout before. Okay. It's a, it's a fast food chain. I assume in the South that um, you get, you get a tray and you can pick sides that are things like corn dogs, you know, like, so it's like, <laughs> oh it's like you want to get a burger or um, your side. And then you, your sides can be regular fries, all kinds of like topping fries. You could get a corn dog, you could get a quesadilla, uh, you could do, there's all kinds of things that you could get for this tray. And even if you get like what essentially feels like, like their like five spotter tray is still only like eight dollars, ten dollars, something like like it's yeah. not. I I've, I found their website. The farthest north they go is Kentucky. Uh, Mill, what about you? While we're uh, do you think you could pull this off? Is it twenty eight dollars? Twenty eight. Twenty eight dollars. Do I get to include a drink? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then, you yeah, can go a drink, but not I, like a de- delivery fee or no, no, no. Charge I got it pulled up right now. I could do it. So <laughs> I got a Taco Bell order for twenty eight eighty. Ooh. Okay, let's hear it. And it's uh, the the double grilled cheese burrito. Obviously, mine would be black bean instead of steak, but it's, that's seven bucks. Okay. Six soft tacos. Okay. That's 12 bucks. A cheese quesadilla is five. Nachos and cheese and a large drink. You're going to you're gonna eat all of that. But the night before, I'm going to drink a fifth of Milagro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if I... If I, I'd probably throw up after, but like, I <laughs> hey, think I, I wouldn't feel good about it, but I, I feel like it done, damn it. <laughs> I feel like if I was hung over the $18 mark is like where you want to be. 
Like I'd be like, yes. fuck yeah, let's 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 splurge and go twenty bucks of food. I need you guys. So Dave, when you come to Atlanta, I need you to go to a restaurant called the Vortex. There's two of them. There's one in um the East Atlanta Five Points area, and then there's one in Midtown. Both of them are fine. Um if you go to the one in Midtown, you can go to a comedy show sometimes. They oh, no. have burgers there that are called the like they're they're the bypass burgers. Oh, is this the place oh. where you walk in and like you're you're like you're wheeled in and you're like a patient. You're not a customer. Or no, that was the heart attack grill. Yes, that's yeah. the heart attack grill where they also you're free to eat if you're over three hundred pounds, I believe. So well, the vortex there. the vortex is like one of those like kitschy ish. Um, they're, they're like, oh look, there's a penis on the wall, and that's a topless person. You know, like they're oh, like okay. you're so edgy and it's oh, so, like my like, kind of joint. Like Dick's last Actually, resort, one, kind of the one in little the one in little five points is you walk into a skull. So, um, it's cool. Like <laughs> don't get me season. wrong. Um, but th- like that's what they do. They're like, and then their their menu is like you know, we're, we'll be rude to you if you order something stupid. Um, but they have like three or four versions of the, the bypass burgers and they have things like oh one of them replaces God. all burgers with like peanut butter sandwiches. And then there's like a certain number of eggs that go on it. They're kind of ridiculous. Um, so Good if price. you ever wanted I, to, I'm, I'm, they have these burgers. I found, I found this website. I put it in the Slack for you all to see. I'm going to put it in the article for uh the uh the the posting of this podcast so people can see this at secondcityhockey.com it's the coronary bypass burger the <laughs> double coronary bypass burger it, tra- it goes Ugh. up the quadru- I, what the fuck it just looks like that doesn't look like food i just oh. want to throw this out there that the- i also i have a barber who will be rude to you if you order something stupid <laughs> so it sounds very familiar well there's I- also a, a, a restaurant in chicago dedicated to that concept yeah, there's lots of them. About, it's just, you know. Are you talking about demographics? Yes, I am. Yeah, it's closed, isn't it? No, they, they reopened somewhere in the city. I, I don't oh, know where, God. but I know they're back. My, uh, the first I, time well, I, here's here's my go ahead, Mill. Sorry. I was the first time I went there, I was like a younger kid. I was like ten or eleven, maybe. And I was just like, Why are they being so fucking rude? Like I didn't <laughs> I didn't understand until we got there. All and right. then I was like, Oh, this is cool. I could be a prick. I need to find the price on this. Thing. Oh, the the big one. It's like eighty bucks. Okay. I will also say. I will also say, Mill, that state. Uh, this started with a Fox News host saying that he bought a twenty eight dollar lunch at Taco Bell. So your order is very fitting with the the the. So that dude Look, totally didn't do if, that. If you do no. this, if you do this, it better not be before two in the morning. If there well, no, no like nobody in the world should be eating twenty eight dollars worth of food. By themselves at it's, two o'clock from a well, Taco no, Bell, especially drink, Taco Bell. Yeah, especially drink, Taco Bell. Oh my you god! Drink tequila all night and then you don't really eat and then you wake up and eat. Oh, all right, if, that's that's like it sounds like this dude just went out for lunch during his work day and dropped twenty eight bucks at a Taco Bell. Hey, it's Fox it, News, so it could be all, he was lying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's lying. He's trying to illustrate a point about inflation, and it's, that's the wrong way to it's do like that. The people, Taco Bell? Yeah, it's like the people that go, "You could afford a house if you just didn't get Starbucks every morning." Oh, it's like, oh yeah. Okay, right, that's that's like what you get a CNBC article. Uh, read how this couple paid off two hundred and fifty grand in student debt, and the right. first article is they got a one million dollar inheritance just, from their dead grandparents. I just want to say because of my line of work, I oftentimes not by choice, have to see what people spend their money on. 
And there are a lot of people who fucking could afford some shit if they didn't go to Starbucks every day. I'm just going <laughs> to throw that out there. That I, I, I see the numbers and I'm like, holy yeah. crap. Yeah, if you could cut down on every, if you could, if you could cut down on every non-essential thing, like if you just, all you did was eat your three meals a day, you never snacked, you never drank, you never went to anything, you didn't travel. Yeah, you could afford a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But what's the fun in that? Exactly. Yeah. What's the point of living then? All right. Mm. Well, um, so I think the general consensus is that if we really, really wanted or needed to, we could probably do this, but we would regret it for the next three days. Oh, for sure. Cause I, I put together two things and I, it, ugh. I mean, I, I'm sure there was a point in my life where I did eat $28 of fast food once. And I'm sure it was not a good point in my life. For, no, for many if it was, if it was over like a span of like half the day, you I couldn't even do like the stuff I put together. I couldn't do this in a day. I wouldn't, I, I could not do this to myself in a day. I just have to be extremely hungover. Yeah. I just, I would have to be, I don't think hung a uh, hangover would do it. I think I would have to still be drunk and just, or like, or like fucking stoned off your ass. Yeah. I would, I, need I would chemical have to be enhancement. <laughs> I would have to be fresh off bad water, which is 135 miles to, through fucking death Valley in order to eat this stuff. And feel fine without it. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, I'm glad we got to the bottom of this. The second city hockey investigative team at your service. Um, so that's going to do it. I think for this episode, amusing on Madison, unless there's somebody else that we need to get to. Nah, nah, I think that's plenty. Uh, let's, uh, so uh, once again, the whole group is uh, Shay is on Twitter at Jehovah's witness mills at mill 182. I'm at DML57. The main account is at 2ND City Hockey. Betsy is on Twitter, or she's not on Twitter, but she's at secondcityhockey.com under the name LBR. And that's where you can find all of our stuff at secondcityhockey.com. Uh, plenty of game recaps, previews, and all that stuff. And also, starting this week, we're going to start uh, having some prospect updates coming your way since that's what all of this is about uh, this season anyway. So keep an eye out for that. We'll be back next week with more podcast stuff. And uh, we're in the regular season mode now, so we'll probably be around just about every week. And uh, that includes next week. And we'll talk to you. Later.